Hey everyone, this is Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell coming to you with another episode of our Oklahoma Innovate That podcast. Uh, first off, just thanks to, for everybody uh, tuning in, subscribing, listening to these. Uh, I, I, again, I think they are just uh, invaluable to teaching entrepreneurs and um, uh, Oklahomans across the state, really learning about uh, the resources that are available in the state of Oklahoma to them. Uh, helping you all grow your businesses and growing Oklahoma the right way uh, so that we can actually be a top 10 state. Uh, we want to be on all the good lists, not the bad lists. Uh, and uh, what OCAS does in the Oklahoma innovation model uh, certainly helps us do just that. And it's one of the reasons I'm such a big believer uh, in them. Uh, this is the first part of a two-part uh, podcast that we're going to be doing focused on the Oklahoma Innovation Model uh, and how it fits into economic development in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, previously, we highlighted companies that have benefited from the model's programs, and now we will take a look at what happens behind the scenes. It, it, just a little bit, uh, again, on this innovation, uh, Oklahoma Innovation Model or pipeline, uh, it's comprised of five companies uh, in the state, OCAST, I2E, IHUB, uh, the New Product Development Center, and the Oklahoma Manufacturing Alliance. Uh, these companies, they work together. Uh, there, there's power in that, a lot of power in that, uh, that they work in unison. Uh, they act as strategic partners with one another to deliver economic development programs. So there's no ego here. They all work together, uh, and that really separates this model from a lot of other models, I, I believe, around the country. Um, for this episode... Uh, again, we're going to focus on on the support that the state provides manufacturers, uh, inventors, or new product developers, and how the innovation model fits into that equation. I'd like to focus specifically on what each company does and explain the benefits and solutions available to businesses statewide. Uh, so the conversation is going to transition kind of a roundtable, rapid fire here uh, around uh, the table here, and we're all sitting six feet apart from each other doing our part uh, right now with COVID uh, still ongoing uh, in the state. So with that, um, let's kick it off here. Um, again, with this roundtable discussion, Heather, we'll kind of start with you. Each person, again, introduce yourself and, and discuss your company and your role in it. Heather? Sure. Uh, thank you for having me today. Yeah. Heather McDowell, I am the Associate Director of Programs here at OCAS, which is the Oklahoma Center for the Advancement of Science and Technology. I serve Northeast Oklahoma. I am the sole OCAS staff up there. And our my primary role is to help identify companies that could leverage our research and development dollars. We do have some intern dollars available where I can put STEM students and STEM-related companies to work on real project work. And a vast majority of my time is spent as a resource broker, connecting companies to resources across the entire state of Oklahoma. Jenny. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jenny Cothran. I work for the Oklahoma Manufacturing Alliance as a manufacturing extension agent. Um, I'm, I'm part of the field staff uh, or boots on the ground. Um, I cover uh, part of northeast Oklahoma, but there's, there's a, we cover the whole state. Um, we are the resource partner for uh, manufacturing and um, help them with whatever they may need and uh, work directly with the whole innovation model. Um, and Jessica. 
Jessica Stewart, I'm the Assistant Director at the New Product Development Center, which is at Oklahoma State University in Stillwater. We work statewide to, um, and we work very closely with OCAS and ONA in providing resources and really assessing what engineering needs manufacturers, inventors, and entrepreneurs have. So we, uh, OMA brings in clients to us, OCAS brings clients to us, we help develop grant proposals, um, we are from concept to prototype. So we're able to offer those engineering services to companies and individuals around the state. Yeah, that's great. And again, I, I, I hope listeners see again how the model works, you know, how things kind of funnel down through OCAST uh, to our other, uh, these other support organizations. What, what statutory programs, again, Heather, we'll just start with you and kind of go, go around again. What statutory programs does each company administer uh, and how does your company fit into that pipeline? Just, you know, we, again, you, you, we talked a little bit about it in the introductions, but some of those programs and how, how that the, the company fits into uh, the pipeline. Sure. So talking about our programs, we have internal and external programs. Um, some of our uh, partners that are here today, Jessica, uh, MPDC runs our Inventors Assistance Program. Jenny um, is with Oklahoma Manufacturers Alliance, and they run that Industrial Extension Program for us. And then internally, we are responsible for our research and development uh, programs. So we have everything from health research, plant-related research, all the way to early stage uh, proof of concept type funding dollars, all the way to I have this idea and now I need to commercialize it. So we call this some accelerated dollars. And then, of course, our intern program where we are really working on developing that true workforce pipeline so that we can keep talented um, students in the state of Oklahoma. So those are some of our statutory programs that we are responsible for. Yeah, I hear a lot about the intern program um, with, with OCAST and meet a lot of those interns that turn into full-time employees at different companies around the state. Uh, and those companies, those employers talk a whole lot uh, about that intern program. Yeah, it's pretty pretty great. Yeah, so at the Alliance, um, we're, we're actually part of a national network under NIST, um, uh, and so there's 51 centers uh, across the U.S. and Puerto Rico, and we are, we're the Oklahoma um, center. So we have an outreach program of not just statewide, but nationwide if we need it, um, as well as uh, best practices and, and constant uh, regional communication and, and collaboration. Um, our main programs, we work with, of course, OCAS and PDC and um, all of those re state resources, as well as we're embedded within the universities and tech centers, um, which sponsor the MEAs, such as myself, um, and we utilize the resources available at those higher ed universities and tech centers, and the the MEAs live within these community in the communities we represent, so. Um, we have an invested interest in, in our communities. We work as a trusted advisor, uh, working with manufacturers to help them grow and evolve. So as far as programs, um, we, we constantly seek out new grants or funding to help our manufacturers, whether that be to diversify or to, you know, stay, stay in business. Um, and, uh, we, we like to, present ourselves of, as a full service um, with all the options uh, with constant collaboration within our state uh, programs as well. You guys do a great job with the networking events. I mean, I've been to a lot of those um, 
the Manufacturing Alliance lunches and the networking among our manufacturing community in Oklahoma, I, I think would compete with any state in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hear a lot of that from manufacturing companies. And, you know, that, that collaboration and that networking, um, even among rivals sometimes, mm-hmm. is, is very helpful. Um, and, you know, you find out who needs employees and, and who can help uh, other companies. I, I hear that a lot. Yeah. And yeah. To, to your point, that's that's a lot of what we've always done, but has kind of come a spotlight with the pandemic and everything is yeah. these supplier scouting and business to business relationship sourcing. Um, you know, I'm spending every day um, just connecting resource partners, What like you said, even competitors of, hey, we make this, but uh, can't do, you know, we can make hand sanitizer, but can't bottle it. So you're connecting, we're constantly connecting these manufacturers together. Um, that's a lot of what we do. Yep. Uh, Jessica. So the statutory program pri- that we primarily run uh, for OCAST is the Inventors Assistance Service, which Heather mentioned. That program, um, even though it's, it's a small program in comparison to what OCAST has and the Manufacturing Alliance, but um, what's interesting is that the services are so needed that I have had inventors move to Oklahoma hmm. so that they could be involved in the inventors assistance service because it is restricted to residents and taxpayers in Oklahoma. Um, and what it provides is uh, preliminary market and patent research for the inventor so that they can assess whether it's a good idea to try to go into that market when they have an idea for a product or a service. And then if it does look like it's a, a feasible idea and they should move forward, we will provide engineering assistance so that they can actually develop that product. So again, from, from concept to prototype, they bring in a napkin sketch, literally, yeah. of, their, of what they want and we make it, we bring it to life for them mm-hmm. through the programs that we have. Um, we work with anywhere from 60 to 80 inventors a year in that program. About 15 to 20% of those move on to engineering and, and commercialization. So um, it's, like I say, it's a really small program. One thing that's nice is it is subsidized by OCAS. So inventors are able to get some of these services at, at a very low cost. Um, they're not having to pay a full engineering yeah. prototyping fee to be able to develop at least their first working prototype. So the impacts on that, you know, we've uh, been able to maintain kind of a 15 to 16 to 1 economic impact ratio on that program. So for every dollar invested, we're able to generate 15 to 16 dollars um, of economic development in Oklahoma. So it's been a really rewarding program for us to to operate for OCAST. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the ROI uh, among the uh, entire pipeline is is very impressive. So the specifics of these of your all's programs, you know, who's eligible, what's the process, how, how do people find information on you all? Heather? Sure. So they find us through various means. I mean, a lot of our clients come to us through MPDC and Inventors Assistance or the MEAs that are with the Oklahoma Manufacturers Alliance. Some people just find us. I do a lot of networking with economic developers across the state and maintaining those relationships. And really those who are eligible are um, stimulated industries. So your energy, aerospace, advanced manufacturing, cybersecurity, um, autonomous vehicles, those type of things, um, they're eligible for us. And we have two different applied researches uh, programs. We have the a proof of concept where they can receive up to $45,000 per year for up to two years, so a total of $90,000. They're matching one-to-one funds. And then we have the um, accelerated program where they can receive up to $300,000, and they have one to three years to ramp up to that level of funding. And again, it's a one-to-one match. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, 
mainly, as far as industry goes, those are the programs that we refer them to. Our intern program, we can fund up to $30,000 per year for up to two years, so a total of $60,000. And it's a matching one-to-one -one fund where we take the STEM student and put them directly into um, an industry for real project work. I would say um, sometimes colleges and universities come to us and say, we have a student that is specializing in mechanical engineering. Do you have a company that is in need of a mechanical engineering there student? Yeah. So it goes both ways. So there's a lot of cross-collaboration between industry and academia for us. And then once we've established those relationships, they start building their own pipeline where now you have a company that's going directly to a university to start finding their workforce. Um, so it's been a great program for us. Yeah. Uh, Jenny. Yeah, um, Heather is exactly right. I'll echo her comments. Um, as far as the manufacturers, um, I'm, I'm interested in, they might already be having an intern and might not know about an intern program. Um, Heather and I especially, um, but as well as NPDC, a lot of times the first initial meeting, um, I bring with them with me, you know, as an introduction to them because they're going to be listening for different things. Yeah. Um, but as far as, you know, eligible, we work with manufacturers. We're concentrated on their next code of manufacturing. Um, we are a nonprofit federally funded uh, through NIST based on economic impact. So at the end of the day, what, I, what I'm concerned, what we're concerned about is helping these companies grow and evolve, but for a bottom line impact uh, positive to state of Oklahoma. Um, and with these different resources such as OCAS, MPDC, I2E, um, we, we are a full service, you know, listening for different solutions. You know, so as, as far as specifics for the programs, we're just more of a trusted advisor, I guess you would mm -hmm. say and connecting them, the manufacturers. And so I'm solely focused on manufacturing and uh, companies, but I'm on a consistent daily basis working with the local economic development organizations, and we're, it's a constant feed loop of fe feeding each other meetings and, and connections and networking. Yeah. Uh, Jessica? So we rely primarily on word of mouth and recruitment from OCAST. Oklahoma Catalyst programs, I2E, Jenny at the OMA, or other manufacturing extension agents. Um, because being a university, we don't have a huge marketing budget to be able to, to get a lot of uh, marketing pieces out. Um, that's worked really well for us. We started in 2003 as a, as a center to help small and rural manufacturers when uh, the, the, owners, the partners of NPDC realized they didn't have engineering staff and they needed to innovate, but they weren't able to do so when they didn't have that higher level expertise to be able to, to do that. And so that we've been able to, to build our reputation as, you know, their go-to engineering center for inventors and entrepreneurs and, and manufacturers and assist in all of those. Um, in addition, we do have um, other groups we work. Heather brings us into a lot of the, the ED talks and Chamber of Commerce talks so that more people are aware of what we do. The manufacturing luncheons have been fantastic to yeah. be able to make connections. So um, really just getting getting people out there to meet with other people rather than, than relying on a marketing budget has been our, our tactic. And we've been fortunate to have the partners uh, who support that and work so closely with us so that we can come in together and, and be a strong uh, strong team for for any clients or yeah boots on the ground mm -hmm. is certainly exactly. what I, I I see you guys do a lot uh, so here here's a question I've I've 
uh, been meaning to wanting to ask what, what's the single best resource uh, each one of you can provide a prospective client, uh, Heather? Oh, a single best resource? I know, I know, only one. I can't say myself. No, yeah, I'm, no. Right. I'm sure kidding. You, you can edit that out later. <laughs> I think the single best resource that we provide is simply the access to um, relationships. And what I mean by that is companies don't know what they don't know. Yep. And so it's extremely important for us to educate them. And so when they're coming to us as one point of contact, the knowledge the knowledge that this organization contains, because several of our employees have 20 to 25 year history with this organization. So being able to come to them and just have a casual conversation and be able to pinpoint where they're at in the cycle of that, con you know, the commercialization pipeline and saying, okay, you know what? I think you're in a place right now that you could really leverage MPDC's um, prototyping and their staff of engineers, or you're at a place where maybe manufacturer could connect you, the Manufacturers Alliance could connect you with another manufacturer across the state, and you could do some cross-collaboration. I mean, our single best program, I came from economic development. I spent a decade working for various chambers of mm -hmm. commerce, and I did small business development and business retention expansion. And OCAST, I'm not just saying it because I work here now, but it was a tool in my toolkit because there are very few existing dollars for existing business. So what I mean by that is most um, incentives are tied to job creation. And this, for OCAST, it's just tied to commercializing a product. Right. And so for us, I think that's our biggest benefit. Jenny? Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'd say the single best resource of OMA would be our extension agents in the field. Um, I hear day after day of, well, you're just my person I call for anything. Even though I know you're not the solution, you're going to connect me with someone that knows. Um, and that's one thing I've had to learn is you don't have to be the expert. You just have to know someone who is. Yep. And then you look like a genius for yep. connecting them. <laughs> but our collaboration and outreach um, through the network, you know, statewide and national, just these relationships to echo Heather's uh, thing, I'd say that that's our single best resource because at the end of the day, um, you know, these field staff were collaborating with each other, asking each other and, and constantly talk, you know, talk, communicating with each other for resources and solutions. Um, so I'd say that would be our best resource. Good. Jessica? I think it's hard for each of the organizations to pick just one because we, we have probably two or three strengths in each of our organizations as far as what we're able to do. Um, we have great, that, that great resource, you know, referral system is wonderful through OCAST and the OMA. I would say for NPDC, it would be the um, affordable engineering services that yeah. we have that yeah. for manufacturers and inventors and entrepreneurs. Um, you know, you can, you can hire our engineers to complete a project for you um, for $90 an hour. And then because we utilize undergraduate students in our programs as well, um, the cost is then cut if a student is working on it. So the students charge at $33 an hour. So to be able to get a set of drawings, um, say, you know, they, they it takes 10 hours. So you're, you're not looking at a high cost when it, if it's primarily a student project. Um, and even if, an, if a design engineer is working on it as well at the $90 an hour, um, you know, we're not, we can't be competitive with engineering firms. 
Um, but we're able to use grants to subsidize the cost in a lot of cases so that people can get that lower cost. And that's really helped a lot. You know, a lot of the, our clients come in and say, I wouldn't have been able to do this with a, a traditional firm because when they went and quoted their prototype, it was $15,000 and we could do it for a lesser cost because we have a grant that helps cover the cost of prototyping. Yep. So um, I would say that's the, the number one strength of MPDC. That's really good. Okay, so kind of outlined some some strengths there. How again that you got three companies here, you're all working together. How does the pipeline flow? You know, where where does this start? You are working to create new products. In other words, you know, who who would come first, second, and third in this process? I don't know that there's. Sometimes it's different. It's yeah. different for every situation. So, for instance, I had a company in southeastern Oklahoma. And I, I actually was, that contact was given to me by Amy in our office. And I took a manufacturing extension agent out with me. And just through casual conversation, we realized that perhaps they weren't quite ready for what the Oklahoma Manufacturers Alliance could offer at the time. What they were really needing assistance with at their core was to getting a patent. And they couldn't receive their patent until they had patent drawings. So we realized we really needed to start with MPDC because our cycle had just ended. They came to me maybe a month after our cycle had just ended, and it was gonna be a full year before they could apply for our funds. So we started them with MPDC. It kind of just depends on the timing of everything. So for us to say it actually has to start here mm -hmm. and go to here, it's really not how that happens. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it happens different situations. Um, you know, like I said, I typically will bring Heather along with me uh, for meetings with clients and um, for an introduction meeting just just as a, res like she said, tool in my tool belt. Um, and But we, we all work together. So depending on where the company is or if I'm listening and they're saying, oh, I have this idea for a new product, I, a light bulb goes off and I'm thinking MPDC or, yeah, okay. or OCAST, you know, and so I'm con I, we're connecting them sometimes simultaneously projects, I'm going to help them with something they're already doing or, or helping them with something they want to do. At the same time, you know, Heather or Jessica are, are figuring out how to fund their engineering products or, or interns or research projects. So it's, it, a lot of times it's simultaneous, um, not necessarily at order of pipeline. Okay. Jessica, any thoughts there? So every clients come in and they want kind of this checklist to go through which, you know, because there's a lot of resources in Oklahoma when, when entrepreneurs especially start looking at everything. There's, there's REI, there's OCAS, there's I2E, there's NPDC, there's all of these letters for, for groups that can assist and they want, they want this roadmap. Um, and everything looks different for each client, like Heather and Jenny were saying. But I'm actually going to use one of our previous uh, Innovate That podcast members, Ramjack, yeah. um, to give an example. So the manufacturing extension agent... Um, I think introduced Ramjack both to OCAST and to NPDC kind of at the same time because she realized that Ramjack had a product they wanted to commercialize. They hadn't been able to do it on their own. They were needing some funding. And so OCAST and NPDC went down to visit Ramjack um, and talked to, OCAST talked about the, the funding programs and then NPDC talked about how we could, number one, help them write to that funding opportunity and number two, how we could help them with the engineering work they needed done because their engineers were completely overloaded with other projects. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to serve as a gap engineering group for that company. So we helped them write their ORS proposal. And then um, they won. 
and so now NPDC is actually helping them with the engineering work that they're needing and, and doing some, helping with some of the preliminary testing that they're needing on their product. So, um, you know, and then the, the MEA has stayed involved the entire time through the process to make sure that, that Ramjack has all the resources they need and to make sure that communication is flowing between NPDC and, and Ramjack. And so that's kind of a, a, just a quick model of how things work or have worked um, with an example client. Mm -hmm.